Big Red Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. I just, uh, I think Brock, our friend Brock here is going to be a little upset with me. I just responded to one of his tweets. Mariners over the Astros in three games, four games, five games. I said 2038. You know, see see that guy over there on the other side of the glass? I want the Mariners to win, though. See that that guy over there? See that guy I'm pointing toward? That's Mitch Mitch Ferreldis. He's our producer. Y'all are trying to get clickbait. He is in charge of trying to book Brock Heward on the show because it's Uh, Seattle week. And you've just made his job infinitely harder. Brock loves us. After that, he might not. Uh, I probably won't be able to get Mike Salk after this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what are we scraping the bottom of the barrel at Seattle well, Sports Radio? One of these days, I would love to get Mike Salk instead of Brock. Just just to see. Let's just to see it. how that goes. Let's do it. Because we never have Mike. We always have Brock from yeah. our favorite morning show up there in Seattle, the Brock and Salk show on 710 ESPN. We always get Brock on the show. One of these days, I just want to have, have Mike jump in because he, we've, we've always had a slightly adversarial relationship. I think <laughs> I still think we switch one day during a Seattle Cardinal week. We switch and do the shows. Like I go up there and do the show, or you go there and do the. Like, we just switch it up. One so of like us. Mike comes down here. Yeah, Mike and does the show with you, and I go up there and do the show with or vice with versa. Yeah, Brock. Yeah. Well, let's see about that. It's Seattle week. I'm sure Brock will put your transgression behind him on Twitter and come on the show. Right? I imagine you're already working on Brock. Yeah, I would think. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah. I want to. I want to stretch big this week. Week. Or if you want to save that to the last Seattle week, y'all let me know. Uh, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll talk during the show meeting later tomorrow. Uh, Seattle week, of course. Ooh, the show meeting. Uh, it's really not that big of a deal. It's, we get together for like five wow. minutes and talk about the show. Yeah, it's really not a big thing. Uh, five o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo show. Well before we've got plenty of time to talk about Seattle, we're still talking about Philadelphia. Remember Cliff Kingsbury on October 3rd, one week ago. After another frustratingly slow start, this time against the Carolina Panthers, said, "You know what? We're gonna we gotta change some things around here." It's a month in, so you got enough sample size to know we probably got to do something different at this point, and so we'll uh, continue to to tinker things with practice and and how we start walkthroughs and practice and things of that nature, and then try to make sure that the first ten or fifteen plays have one that that everybody are very confident in and, and can execute at a high level. It was a week ago when yeah. he said that. Yeah. Game I watched yesterday, I didn't see a whole lot different in the first half. Did you? 15 plays for 47 yards with no touchdowns and a turnover. It was your first four they drives really and Cardinals. They really got after it. Yeah, yeah they really got after it. Look, I, you know, he doesn't have an answer. Like, he doesn't have an Nobody has an answer. Hey, why do you continue to start so slow for the Cardinals? 15 plays, 47 yards, another first quarter with no points. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible to figure out why a team, an NFL team, with all these professionals, can't figure out how to get out of the gates quickly. Like, hey, always fall behind. You're down 14 nothing again. You're down 14 nothing. We could point to everything, right? And, and to Justin Pugh's point, right? I, I, I blame the kicker. You got to make that kick. You, you can't not make it. But, man, you're not doing yourself any favors. Always falling behind at the start of these football games. It'd be nice to play from in front for once because I think maybe then you might be able to actually destroy somebody. Yeah, you might. Kingsbury, after the game, fast forward after yesterday's loss to Philadelphia. Why are they better in the second half? I don't have an answer. Um... You know, they got a lot of heart. There's no doubt a resilient group. But to come out flat every single week for five straight weeks is, is uh, something we're still trying to figure out. Um, so we'll keep working at it and 
trying to uh, get better in that first half. Well, you just said a second ago, you're right. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They they, they don't. Because if they knew, they would have done something about it by that. They, they Even Zach Ertz, after the game, said, hey, man, I'm open to suggestions. You got some ideas? Share them with me. Uh, I'm open to suggestions. Uh, um, I mean, if I had the cause and the solution, I would have already figured it out. I already made those suggestions. But it just comes down to finding finding a way to make a few plays early. Third down, stay on the field, convert. It seems like when we get a first down, no one can really stop us. I don't know what the stats are, but I would be very interested to hear about them. Um, how our offense is after we get a first down early in the game or on a drive, what our success rate is going forward. Um, we just got to find a way to execute early in the game, especially on third down. And we got the talent, we got the players, we got the schemes. Uh, just comes down to execution. We talked a lot about this last week. I think there were two things we wanted to see. There's one thing you wanted to see, there's one thing I wanted to see. And I think we saw a little bit of what you wanted. We saw none of what I wanted. I wanted to see a couple shots down the field. You want to see a couple shots down the field. You got one. It yeah. was underthrown. And double coverage and intercepted. Yeah. I don't recall any other like truly deep shots down the field other than that one in the Tyler first Murray, 15 plays. Tyler Murray was 0 for 4 on deep passes yesterday. He did not hit on any of them. Okay. But I wanted to see some shots yeah. down the field. And, and, and you at least got a taste of that, right? On the, I believe it was play number six, the first play of that drive, the second yeah. drive, the second series of the game. You throw up in he your gets mouth picked afterwards. off, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got it. Yeah. What I wanted to see was more Kyler running early in the game. All right, you got didn't none get, of that. Didn't get that at you all. Got got, I got nothing. I got nothing when it comes to that. And I, I, I continue. That's still what I want to see. I still want to see. I, I don't want to see Kyler Murray running the football like Jalen Hurts fifteen times. I don't want to see them putting Jalen Hurts is going to get beat up. He's going to get beat to hell running as much as he, he ran fifteen times yesterday. That's as much as their their their, their running back Miles Sanders, and he's been really good this year. I don't need to see him the, the run that much. But I think. Let's see Kyler run a little bit earlier in the game to see if that loosens up the defense. Because that's, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a Cardinals offense that seems to play better when it's a little less scripted and a little more improvised, right? Of course. A little more, okay, let's just kind of see what happens here. Part of that is rooted in Kyler's ability to just go, you know what, on second thought, I'm going to tuck it and run. Did you see the two plays that Hurts had to Devontae Smith? We're both both improvised. I'm going to roll all the way out to the right on one play. I'm going to roll all the way out to the left and try to avoid the the pressure, and I'm going to find Devontae Smith for two big plays. Like, Yeah, the Cardinals play better like that. I mean, maybe, I I don't know. I mean, all these things go through your mind. Should somebody else call the plays? Should they just not script any plays and like make like it's the start of the second half? I don't don't know. I mean, you always like to script the plays because you work on them and practice them, but it's not doing you any good. No. You keep practicing and failing the same test over and over and over again. All I'm saying is, like, th- like this is a recipe for freaking disaster. You cannot play this way all season long. And I, I one game, two games, three, five games? Yeah, five games you can't score a point in the first quarter? You've been outscored 38 nothing in the first quarter. You went punt, interception, punt, punt yesterday. The last five Bad. games of the, the last five drives of the game, the Cardinals had nearly 300 yards offense. I mean, it, it got way better after that first quarter, but but you're right. You're chasing a double digit lead every game, almost right out every of the shoots. Forget it. Every Forget game. Forget it. That, that, you want to know why the Cardinals lost yesterday? That's why. 
That's it. it they it's, dig it's, themselves it's not, a hole. It's not Matt Amendola. It's not Kyler not sliding. It's not, or sliding, not diving. It's not Cliff not knowing what down it was. Can I blame Amendola a little bit? Oh, of course you can. Okay, you please. can do whatever you want. I mean, okay, your I name's gotta, on the billboard, so I it's gotta, absolutely your show. But, of course, it, they all had a hand in that. But you're going to ask me, what is the one reason why the Cardinals lost that game Slow yesterday? Starts. They were down 14 nothing oh. again halfway through the second quarter. They're pushing a boulder up no the side answer. of a mountain, and they don't know how to and fix it. Nobody knows. No idea. Nobody knows. There's not one person in that organization has an idea what they could do because they've tried all these different things and for five straight weeks it's failed. It's it's unbelievable that you're always down in football games. Run Kyler more early. Run him. I don't know why early. they don't want to do that. Why is it that seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter is his first run of the game? That that's just people have speculated they don't want him to get hurt because they called McCoy's not ready. I don't know. I don't know. They uh, if he runs they win. If he doesn't run they don't win. Yep. I mean it's pretty simple philosophy. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show, tossing around our last little bit of blame as we wrap up a little early on this Big Red Monday. What? Is it just? Oh yeah, I know we are. Tell you, I'll explain next here on the Burns and Gambo show. Is it just? On one guy yesterday, one guy for the Cardinals doesn't think so. That's coming up. Burns and Gambo. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Post-game locker room. Cardinals lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 20-17. to Matt Amendola newly signed to the squad because Matt Prater is hurt. Misses a 43-yard field goal. Is sitting in his locker getting dressed. A horde of media awaits to speak to him. He stands up, turns around, addresses the media, starts answering their questions. He's very direct about it. In fact, I was actually impressed. I was standing right there at how commanding his voice was like he wasn't yelling but he was certainly speaking like he wasn't ashamed of anything like he was like he wasn't in these whispered tones he was he was answering questions and he was doing it confidently wasn't crying wasn't crying justin Pugh, his locker i don't know kind of around the corner and down a few stalls walks over puts his arm around matt amadola and says hey guys it's not one I missed a block. We missed touchdowns. We should have had the ball and been able to score. It's not on one guy. Everyone's waiting around for one guy to come back here. That's ain't right. It's not right. All right? It's not on one guy. Head up. We're going to win games. Now, listen, Justin's... Listen, I understand Justin. Justin's the leader of that team. He's sticking up for a guy, and I, I, I totally respect that. Totally mm-hmm. respect that. But you know damn well that if Matt Amendola knocks that field goal through and then he hits one from 50 yards and they win it in overtime, the same media is going to be are, are, are surrounding him trying to get his of thoughts course. on why. And listen, here's the other thing, okay? You're a professional athlete, okay? Criticism's part of the gig. You're going to get it, okay? You get crit- You're a, all professionals. Me and you are professionals. We get criticism. I have people that rip us on Twitter all the time. Yes. You know? Yes, we do. Like, yes, like, we it do. just happens. Like, listen, he's a, he's a big he's a big boy. Let him take care of himself. He's He missed a kick that most kickers, most kickers are going to make. He missed it. He's got to stand there, and he's got to answer those questions. How did you miss the kiss? What a kick? What happened? Why were you missing him in warm-ups? Just tell us what, what happened. Go through the kick with me and tell me how you missed it so badly. Yeah. And, and I think, and you're right, everything you just said is right. And he wasn't the only one that... 
that everybody in the media talked to last night. They, there was a big scrum around Buddha. There was a big scrum around Jalen Thompson. There was a big scrum around, I can't remember who the other player was, that there were, there were plenty of other players who were interviewed in that locker room, and it wasn't just Matt. There was a scrum around Hollywood Brown, right? It wasn't just one guy. It wasn't that everybody, that we were only there to talk to him. And look, I, I, I get it. You know, it's easy to criticize the media in moments like that. And I get Justin Pugh wanting to stand behind his guy. But, yeah, but I respect that. But. And, and I do. I, I respect him kind of, but it was, it was a little mistimed and it was a little, it wasn't quite because nobody, nobody is sitting here. I think on this show, we've been fairly critical of Matt Amendola saying, look, dude, it's 43 yard. You, you got to make, make the it. kick. You mm-hmm. got to make the kick. But by saying that, by saying those words, we're not saying he's the only reason why they lost. We're not implying for a second that this whole loss is on. First of all, Matt Amendola wasn't even kicking to win the game. He was kicking to tie it. Who the hell knows what happens in overtime, right? We have no but idea. But he didn't give him a chance to He say. didn't give him a he chance. He didn't give him a chance. My point is, is that nobody is holding Matt Amendola Dola solely responsible for what happened yesterday because there was a scrum of media around his locker waiting to talk to him. It's the offense for falling behind early in the game. It's, if you want, Hollywood Brown for dropping what could have been a touchdown pass at it the end of the first plays. half. In, in any close game, a, of course, there's a lot of plays you go back Kyler and look at, but missed, that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one. But Kyler missed Zach Ertz wide open. You had a false start and Kelvin Beecham during that drive. We can right. do and this all, all that, day, right? And all of those plays, if this kid, and they, they could have won the, for all those things, the missed pass to Ertz, and if the kid kicks a, full, a field goal that he's supposed to make, they go to overtime and have a chance to win the game. Yes. And they didn't. So there's a lot of blame that goes to Matt Amendola for now. We'll see if he's still on this team after tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, do you, do you have confidence? He looked like, he looked like, and I used a wildebeest crossing a river of crocodiles, you know, that's how nervous he looked when You've Philly seen took a lot that of time out. crossing. Oh, I love watching the violence of you know that type of stuff. Yeah, um, I, I, it's he looked like he was scared. He looked nervous when he made the kick. Now they went back and they showed all the kicks and warmups, and he was missing them all wide right. So and he missed this one wide right. It didn't have a chance. It was the second he kicked it. You know, it wasn't going to be no good. Yeah. So a lot of this blame now. I don't again. Justin Pugh sticking up for a teammate that just got here. Good for him. I mean, I respect that. But the bottom line is, you he, this kid is a professional. Okay, he's not a high school kicker. He's not a high school kicker. He's a professional NFL kicker who's getting paid to kick that ball through those uprights. And he failed. And he had to be asked about it. He did. And that's the gig. That's the deal. Now, what happens tomorrow? I have no idea. I would expect, and I'm not reporting this, I'm just guessing, I would expect the Cardinals go looking for a new kicker. I would expect they make a sacrifice to the kicking gods so that Matt Prater can be back. I would expect that's number one on their list. Number two, I think they bring in another kicker. I just heard they may get Prater back, literally just a minute ago. They may get Prater back. That's So we'll see. Great news. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have any info news. on. You know, they may get Prater back this week. It is uh, we we not definite, but I just heard May. We discovered this last year. Yeah, it is amazing how screwed up it all gets when you're missing your kicker and or holder and or long snapper. Unless remember you that, got that Justin Tucker guy. Well, I mean, you know, he's amazing. But but it, remember how screwed up the whole operation got last year because all those guys were hurt and everything. Man, you miss your kicker. It's amazing the things it messes up. Amazing 
how much it can screw it all up. Because all the, a lot, so many of these games come down to one score. Absolutely. I had a, I had a well, feeling. Most of the games come down to that one score. Game, and I think I even tweeted as much. It's going to come down to whichever backup kicker gets the job done. And, and ultimately, in a weird way, it kind of did, right? With yeah, what their kicker, their made, kicker made theirs, and the Cardinals did not. We got two minutes left in the show. Right now? Right now? 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. It's the Burns and Gambo two-minute warning. Final thoughts on yesterday's Cardinals game. I'll start. Last six Philadelphia Eagles drives. Punt, punt, field goal, punt, field goal, end of game. Would I have loved to have seen Vance Joseph's unit get a stop on that 17-play, 70-yard, 8-minute drive at the end of the game that gave the Eagles the go-ahead field goal? Of course. But at the end of the day, you step back, you hit zoom out, and you look at a defense that gave up 20 points to the Philadelphia Eagles. In every universe in football, that should equal a win. That's a job well done by Vance Joseph. It's a job well done by the secondary to limit A.J. Brown after it looked like he was going to go off. It's a job well done for Zach Allen and J.J. Watt, for Isaiah Simmons, who had the highest score of any defensive player via pro football focus. Zayvon Collins was out there 100% of the time. I thought the defense was going to be the Cardinals' Achilles heel. It has been their strength, and it's been the reasons why they should be winning more of these games. For me, a lot of this comes down to Kyle Amari. They needed a great game out of Kyle Amari. They didn't get it. They got a decent game. He was okay, but he's been inconsistent this year. He's on pace for 20 touchdown passes. That's not good enough. Kyler's got to run for them to be successful. He didn't run until there was seven minutes left in the third quarter. Kyle Amari has to play better. He's being paid as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's not playing like it. Kyler's got to step up and do more for this team. That is our two-minute warning and our two-minute drill here on the Burns and Gambo Show, and that's going to do it for us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We're off a little early. Suns preseason basketball is up next. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone.